Behold, RPGs and Baby Makes 3. RPGs and Baby Makes 3, Reimagined. RPGs and Baby Makes 3, Reimagined. Reimagined. Episode 10 since the return. Big time. Episode 10. Thanks to everybody who has been listening. Like and subscribe. We've actually been having a lot of people listen. Oh. Which has been nice. Great. Yeah. I've been surprised. Uh, well, you love listening to your own voice. I so do, really. You I, would hope it's just really. Would like I, actually, it's not it. true. We haven't been having a lot of people listen. We've been having me listen a lot of times. <laughs> so it looks like the numbers are higher. <laughs> uh, well, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. So let's roll for initiative. So. This section of the show, we usually talk about gaming that we've done recently, which you have done. Have you done any gaming at all? I have done role-playing a content mother. LARPing. Content <laughs> mother. <laughs> it's, it's been easy at times, but also really hard. And the fact that instead of saying no, our son just screams and throws something now, it's... <laughs> pretty impressive yeah at times uh it has been easier though a little bit here and there yeah yeah i mean we're we're off of a we're off of the cliff's edge for a bit here yeah but he was an absolute doll for a little bit there and oh, I, yeah. I realized how good it could get it was so <laughs> and glorious then, and then it came crashing down <laughs> so i think was it the last episode our mother? No, Mother's Day episode was a few episodes back. <clears throat> Somewhere, I don't know. And that was the kind of the worst of it was right there. Wow, that. <laughs> but I mean, like, also to be fair, like, you got to think, we we had this string of, like, sickness, sickness, sickness there for a while that just made everything harder. Yeah, yeah. So, and I might have allergies or I might be sick right now. It's 50-50. I so. think it's allergies. I'm allergized. I, I'm I feeling pretty allergic. You know, I mean, I think there's always a reason to have, you know, an allergy issue in Savannah. Yeah, yeah. Plus, it was just monsoon season. That was impressive. Now it is dead. It is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> so hot here in Georgia. Well, I have played a lot of AD&D Second Edition. Yeah, I yeah, you played... had a lot of role playing time. Yeah, I played a couple of sessions of Krakenheim, which is usually one to two hours. Krakenheim is the sort of northern ice barbarians Greyhawk campaign that is run by Lord Cass, or as he's known on Discord, or Chris. British guy, great GM, really a lot of fun. Play with this Norwegian guy. It's actually Andre. I think it's how you kind of pronounce his name, but we just you got you get Americanized that stuff. You just gotta say Andre. It's Andre. Uh, Andre. And Andre. It's just the two-player campaign, and I got to tell you, it is absolutely proof to me that a two-player campaign can work if you do it right. Yeah. I mean, it's just we are so we have so much fun, the three of us, and it surprises me a little bit that I almost wonder if playing online makes it work better 
I don't know why I think that, but I wonder if it... Because maybe it's just a little more awkward if it's just the three people sitting at a table. But when you're online, it's like, who cares? See, I kind of feel like the more people, the more awkward it is. Because everybody's staring at you. In real life? Yeah. The more people... It can get a little awkward. It's really weird. We had... This is going back a ways and going off on a tangent. But I played in... Right before the pandemic, Amanda Plagman, our good friend, was starting a campaign for a White Wolf's game, Changeling. And we only got to play two sessions. We essentially had like a character creation session and then like session one. And then the pandemic hit and it was just yep, over. Yep. And in the first session, we introduced our characters by telling stories in this. Like all of our characters were meeting. We were all telling stories. I don't know, some sort of ritualistic thing. And there's 13 players in oh, this game. Jesus Christ. And so you had to... No. the Basically, the second session, you have to go and sort of tell... Take the spotlight in front of, you know, 12 other players. Well, 13 other people because the storyteller, Amanda, and tell the story. And it was very daunting. That's too many. How does everybody get very a turn daunting. during a game? You know, I don't know, but it actually ended up being pretty fun i know one thing for example there was a lot of meta stuff that we were doing that made it and maybe this is the nature of that game but there was a lot of fun meta stuff that we were doing that made it interesting when the focus wasn't on you so like our good friend howard who's also been on this podcast before although i believe he went by bianca when we had him on to talk about notes. the library gaming thing and notes, note taking. Notes, lots of notes. Howard and I and one other player, for example, decided to kind of like room up, room together, or not room together, but like the group was very big and we didn't all like live together necessarily. We had like a main base, but then we also kind of like had our own spaces and we had to like develop connections and stuff. And so we went and we did these almost like side meta side quests, like where we, you spend time, like, like you might like talk to an Oracle and like learn something and then you do something in like a meta way, like a gamey way. I don't even know how to exactly just describe it, but like we would like design the floors of like our mansion that we were, gonna have control over and like make plans about how we were gonna do things and and it, it just felt like there was lots of times when we were doing something without being attended to by the gm or the storyteller so anyway maybe that's i think amanda has a lot of experience with larping and there was some other players in there that were larpers and i think that must be the nature of larping because you can't just have the storyteller attending to all players at all times you just have to be role-playing amongst each other at times a lot of the time right i don't know anyway <sighs> off on a huge tangent here yeah, not surprising not surprising i stopped paying attention i was I... looking at the balloon shadows on the wall talking. <laughs> maybe i'll just add it all because you know out. our son bought the biggest balloon it says happy birthday on it <laughs> his birthday is in november it's like three feet right yes it's, yeah it's yeah it's huge 
Also running Temple of Elemental Evil. Still, that was... Oh, we're still going about this. Okay. This is, no, this is other games that are being played. Yeah, we're still going. Well, the game... I mean, this is a podcast. It just needs... It just goes on until it's done. You know? I mean, we're only... I don't know. Less than ten minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the look on Gretchen's face right now. It is priceless. Only eight of those minutes is you. <laughs> <laughs> So, Temple of Elemental Evil, somebody died. Yeah, but uh, his character Ren, he was he was brutally killed by Loreth the Beautiful, who is like the are, ruler. Are they beautiful? Yes, a very incredibly attractive priest. And of deadly. The Spider Queen, Lolth. Oh. So and it's kind of like Scientology. They just give you someone really attractive to lure you in. Yeah, he has outrageous stats. Like he has like a he has an eighteen strength, an eighteen wisdom, and an eighteen charisma. I know at very least. Wow. And then he has some other high stats. I mean, it's he's in the module, so you just it is what it is. I mean, you don't, I didn't make it up or anything. But he's yeah, he's uh, brutal. He so the Temple of Elemental Evil, of course, is a classic module, and it starts with a started with another smaller module called the village of homelet no no i was just laughing because i was just thinking about my character skis uh-huh. How, he actually has really high explain stats. who skis is okay my uh aracocra seagull in ghosts of salt marsh yeah ghosts of salt marsh. five edition fifth edition ghosts and of it, salt marsh it's just hilarious because i have one stat that's like an eight and it's because the dice you gave me, I started with those dice, and by the time I rolled all of the twos or something, like, you're like, I'm done with this dice. Yes, and I, I put it away, and then whatever dice I picked up, it was amazing, and I forgot to mark which dice. So I basically gave you these brand new special sort of like sparkly aquatic themed dice for the new campaign, and they instantly fail you. Yeah, it, I have never had statistically speaking it should never roll that many of the same number i but, could not believe it they're weighted weird or at least that one well is. that's just a d6 though which is so strange but the d6 i mean surprisingly <clears throat> don't use a d6 at least i don't I use know, a d6 but i'm gonna much. start using the others what's gonna happen i don't know i mean I maybe know. maybe you're just shaking off the rust well, that D6 is dead to me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get that. That's fair. Because then later on, I just decided to roll it to see what the hell would happen. And more twos <laughs> popped two. off. <laughs> so weird. It's really two. weird. Isn't that opposite of five, right? So, like, it's not even... I don't know. It's weird. It is Strange. weird. It is so weird. But it's a problem with the dice. It's not a cursed dice. We've got we've gotten into this before, way early on mm-hmm. in the pre reimagined years. Yeah, in the years, in the years long ago, back in 2020, 2021. Back when we were know, as we... tired as we are now. How is that possible? That's not even possible. I, I I'm more rested now. Yeah, you've been getting some awesome rest. <laughs> yeah, I have. All right, so but the last okay. thing we're gonna talk yes. about Temple of Elemental Evil. No, good we're, 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 we're past we're that. Past we, that. We, okay. We're way past that. We're way past good, that. Good, I'm glad yeah, I took Watch the that. episode. It's on YouTube. <laughs> I also went to Free RPG Day. You did. So that was this I past weekend. I went to a kid's birthday to start. You mm, and then I came later. and joined you yeah. after Free RPG Day. And uh, picked up a town. huge 
hall. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, oh. I brought it over. I brought it over so we could kind of... Look at, I haven't look at even really, like, super, super looked at it hardcore. I've seen already some, like... There's, like, you know, people my greasy want... mitts all over oh, who cares? Um, so, let's go through this. So, this Luke Guru, which is a... Werewolf, right? It's, I guess it must be a werewolf thing here. It is a graphic novel. It appears... Wait a second. Oh, no, no. This is a... This is a choose-your-own-adventure oh, style hey. game book. How That's like really that? cool. What's this? It's got a skull. Mazes. Oh, with a QR code on the, on the top. Nicely done. This is the zero like, prep introduction to fantasy role-playing mazes. Is that like the reverse AA symbol? It's like always drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's There's a the symbol. Whatever. It's like it looks like it's basically a triangle inside of a circle. Pointing on the down. Front. So let's describe some of this. Okay. okay. First of all, okay, yes. Luke Guru, it has this scratches on claw marks on claw it. Marks. Definitely reminiscent of the vampire the mass uh, vamp or werewolf the apocalypse. Or cover. the scratches uh Lincoln's classmate put on your arm recently. Yeah, that's right. When one of Lincoln's classmates literally ran up child. to me <laughs> and went and scratched me with his claws. That was shocking. Um, yeah. So apparently that's what this game is about, toddlers. Toddlers, okay. So then there's this game, Mazes. Again, zero prep zero introduction prep. to fantasy role-playing. got a cool skull. And it's got a skull on the front. I it's, like the texture of the paper, too. I know. It's it's a, it's a like almost like thick newsprint or something yeah, in a way. Yeah, but it's also like a notepad. It's it is. A, it's kind of like a notepad. Like a, now, okay, so before we go any further, Free RPG Day is a yearly <gasps> yeah. event that some game shops will participate you in. have to sign up for it you have right? to sign up for it and then they'll have a bunch of free rpgs that you can come in and then each store is allowed to set their own guidelines the store i went to you could just take whatever you wanted and one of whatever of each of it whatever you wanted so i took most of them there were a few that just were like yeah, i don't care about that in the least so i didn't take them but i grabbed a bunch of them and uh, this is what we got. This is Gretchen's looking right now, flipping through a zine, I guess you might call it, or a, kind of like a digest called Level One. And it is a, it's the fourth issue. And these are indie, <laughs> oh, Rob. indie RPGs. This is called Rainbow Bridge. Holy that is so sad. You Tell are... us what about this game. Household pets who've crossed the rainbow bridge, but your journey's just begun. Aww, oh my god, that Lord kills almighty. me. What a game. <laughs> so there you go. Um, who was that by? Let's give them a little shout out here. Here's this. Uh, let me stop rainbow crying here. Bridge M by M. Belanger. Belanger. That's, Bellinger, that's definitely maybe how Bell it's pronounced. Ba Belanger. <laughs> All audiences, AA. One plus. That so you could be one plus play so one player or less right? I, I love the cover art yeah so this is an indie rpg anthology level one yes so most of these games are really simple short games or very niche obviously um, quantrification you're dead by <laughs> sylvia jimenez maybe it just happened jimenez. maybe you've been hanging around this mortal coil for decades no matter how you got here or how long you've been here this place has become home and you and a handful of other post-lifers have grown accustomed to it. Very post, good. Post-lifers. I like that. All right. Oh, oh well, wait, wait. We should do a shout-out there, right? What was it? Sylvia Jimenez. I already told I already threw it out oh, there. Yeah. all right. 
I wasn't listening to you. All right, so let's put, let's see, let's take, we okay, got a lot yeah, here. Yeah, we got. So this is a pocket RPG guide, which was interesting. Oh. A little zine. It, five pro tips become a great GM. It's kind of a little thing. I don't know what this is. I'm going to just take a look at that. This what do you got horrible. here? Heckin' good doggos. Yeah. Heckin'. I Some, love that word. Someone's last day at the track. It's got a great little sort of cartoon graphic novel-y, a graphic novel-y sort of front cover feel to yeah, it. Yeah, with also like the Star Trek font. Oh yeah, that is the Star Trek font. <laughs> it's a fairly chunky book though. It's not like nothing. How many pages would you is this thing looking like? 36 pages? Yeah. yeah, okay, 36 page. Page book here. I like the illustrations um, of the dogs. Yeah, it looks like you play dogs. I mean, it's clearly a dog playing game. Apparently there's a there was another game. Another dog playing game that I did not get that one. This is an adventure called Heist at the Museum. It's a one-shot game for a one-shot 5e thing. I actually kind of grabbed that because I thought I might. Don't look at it too tightly because I was thinking about maybe throwing this into uh, our... It is so dark in this room. It is so hard for me to oh, read. Yeah, but look at these tokens in here. It's a, it's a pretty sizable adventure again as well. This is about 20 pages, 22 pages. Okay, see that? A devilish piper. Oh, look at that. Root... The Hacksaw Dell Quick Starts for Ooh, Root, the role-playing game. I love that artwork. Right? That's nice. Oh, I love the texture of the paper. It smells good, too. You smell that? You smell it? That, like, a little bit. Oh, it smells Definitely really good. Definitely not a day to try those other adventure scents. <laughs> we'll get back to that someday. One day. Yes. Nice cover. Nice little... This is a more like a... Um, what would you say? Is that like... Uh, nine, eight, eight, nine by, oh, nine by twelve book or yeah, I would say so. About size. Yeah. It's a nice size. It's not a um, it's not nothing either. It's it's what twenty some pages. The quick start. So this must have some adventure in it or something like that. Thirty pages. All right. So this whatever. is an interesting one here. This is a. Yes, guy, you were pretty excited. About this, this is I'm not excited about it so much as the oddity of it is interesting to me. The G.I. Joe Transformers crossover adventure, the Cobra, it's called, it says Cobra Con Fusion. I guess Cobra d joins forces with the Decepticons, and so G.I. Joe has to join the Autobots and fight against them. Um, so, this is, yes, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, side note, we grew up watching G.I. Joe and Transformers and stuff, and you recently watched some G.I. Joe and realized how violent it was and how <laughs> so it's not horrible, for our kids. <laughs> No way. We're like, fine. Uh, literally, just, you know, it's like they just explode each other and fight all the whole episode. <laughs> and then at the end, they're like, here, kid, eat an apple. And they're like, <laughs> like and knowing it's half the battle. And that makes it okay. All right, what do you got here in your hands? Oh, so this is Dragon Bane. This was Dragon a free Bane. league game. Um, it's a fantasy, I think it was like the first Swedish RPG? Oh, well, it's got RPG? that kind of European that troll. Could be, I might be wrong about that, Swedish. I'm sorry, if Sweden. Um, all of our Swedish listeners, if I'm wrong about that uh, information. I love the art. Yeah, whoever put these things out, I, you know, I'm really glad that people are putting attention to detail into art. Oh, God. Art in game books now is amazing. I'd have to show you Morkborg. 
Morkborg. Morkborg. I I can really say that right now with a stuffy nose. Morkborg. <laughs> <laughs> Mork so that's Dragonbane. This is a Pathfinder adventure called A Few a Flowers. A Few Flowers More. I literally got it because there's a giant sentient mushroom on the front of it, and my kid is our kid is into Lincoln's into uh, mushrooms and stuff, so I just got it because of that reason. So there's yeah, more good art. Yeah. Yeah. It looks I mean, like an, uh, a gnome battling a mushroom. Yeah, with a gnome with like, like a scythe. Is that a scythe it has? Looks like it. I think yeah. the one thing that's not to like about it is it says Pathfinder. I know. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's actually Pathfinder Second Edition too. So it? super crunchy for my slow brain. Ooh, who is that? And that is Fluffing. That's a little yeah, of course. It's a Fluffing. Duh. What do you like? Call yourself a nerd? You know what a Fluffing is? I, that's like Bowser. It is. <laughs> what is it called? Popcorn. Its name is popcorn? popcorn. It is popcorn. Yeah. Okay. Popcorn is short-tempered. Oh, it's describing me. <laughs> <laughs> also buttery and delicious. Octung Cthulhu Operation Kindling, which is a pulp World War II adventure versus Cthulhu. I guess it's an adventure for Octung Cthulhu. You could get really dark with that. Well, I wonder how dark it gets. It's World War Two, so I'm sure it's really messed up. Yeah. You know, I mean, I would be old, interested. That's the, the old-time debate. Is it wrong to kill Nazis? What? Right. Why is that the old-time debate? You, you haven't heard this discussion? No. No, it's like everyone. Well, some there's a there's a, a small contingent of people that you know debate whether or not it's okay to kill Nazis in shows and games and stuff like because it's Nazis. They're That's Nazis. Like people. I yeah. mean, I guess they're people, but if you're playing it in a video game, or yeah, I get it. Uh, finally, a taste of the moon, it's an cheese. adventure for vampire oh, masquerade. Okay, yeah, it's not cheese unless it's blood cheese. Is there blood cheese? You know, there's blood cheese. It's got to be blood cheese called like blue cheese speaking of art this is interesting right? the velveteen bunny hey hello i i have been drink my, up <laughs> kind of almost yeah. looks like a magazine inside doesn't it is this an adventure is this a a taste of an old friend i am a surprise werewolf a rekindled interest in vampire of late and so, although this is probably this is definitely the new edition, obviously, I um, is it less crunchy? The original edition is not crunchy. It's easy. Know, that system is super easy. It's dice pulls. It's very easy. Stat plus ability or skill. It's easy. Yeah, I don't know. I just bought the books because I wanted to play. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So you got. I yeah. Mean, you so I got this. Oh, you got like a duper. And I got one miniature. So Oops, if sorry. every purchase you could get a one thing and I was going to buy something because I was like alright they're hosting this I want to buy something from the local game store so I actually bought the core book to root there we go and uh, they, I got a DM D&D Icons of the Realms miniature the uh, Herringen Brigand promo which is a bunny rabbit with a stick with a couple sticks, basically. It's a, it's a, it, like a, that looks like it would mess you up, those sticks. Bunny, yeah, it's a bunny rabbit mo with, adventure. I guess it's a brand. Apparently, they're not <laughs> nice bunnies. They're jerk bunnies. No, it looks like that bunny would, would mess you up. Yeah, seriously mess you up. Yeah. yeah. Rabbits, rabbits are temperamental. Yeah. Yeah. They really are temperamental. Don't mess with rabbits. <laughs> 
No, you saw. I mean, I've seen that documentary, um, uh, Monty Python's Holy Grail, <laughs> and in it, I saw that bunny on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I have that purse upstairs. It's the rabbit. That oh, that's costume. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was a good costume. Um, anyway, so that's the role-playing we've been doing lately. If you've been doing some role-playing, let us know. RPGs and baby makes 3 at gmail.com. That's the number three. Send us an email, and maybe I'll check it. I haven't checked it in a while. Are we done? Are we done with this episode? Are we? We could. We were going to talk about immersion, but we also talked longer about this other stuff. Should we just call it quits here? We should probably call it quits. I think this has been a pretty good episode. I will mention one other thing here. Well, let's go to our final segment here, okay. and we'll do talk about books for a second. All right. Adios, amigos! I wanted to talk a little bit about something I'm excited about, and that's that I am getting to write an article because I like a role-playing game. We're going to be playing Junior Brave Survival Guide to the Apocalypse. Which is amazing. I love this game. And that game is based on Junior Braves of the Apocalypse, which is a graphic novel. And I am going to get to interview the uh, creators of it. And I'm also trying to get the um, writers of the game. Although that's been a little bit more of a challenge than I expected. And I'm going to write an article for the newspaper about it. So we're going to also play a session of the RPG. And I'm going to use a little bit of that. Do you know material. who I am? I'm kind of a big deal. Did you try that line with him? didn't you know uh, it always really works. should do that it always works, yep. yeah uh-huh i write for a newspaper in a city with 165,000 people i, I i'm pretty <laughs> sure we have more now but okay yeah with 200,000 people and that includes all the outer areas newspapers it's the wave of the future <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's going to be really cool. I'm excited about that. I got to write that VFW D&D piece. And I'm actually going to be writing about a new game shop that's opening up in town, Roll too. Roll the Bones? Roll the Bones. This new... It's They're calling themselves a gaming community center. They have actually hired an artist to do a couple of murals in this spot. We Anyone see, we know? Nobody we know. Uh, their name is escaping me at the moment, but I have actually been in communication with them. And Better they're. They're going to do, you know, I'm going to get her name right now, but they're going to be doing like these, it seems like the, you know, most game shops these days, of course, have an area for playing games, but this is like. It's got rooms and stuff. I, yeah, it looks like there's like, I would say three quarters or more of the space is gaming space as opposed to the shop area. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how they end up doing it. But the, And it's near your favorite place to eat. Chicken salad chick. <laughs> Which is so weird. I know, look, I love lots of indie restaurants and stuff. Chicken salad chick is not my favorite restaurant, but I do really like it. What is your favorite restaurant? My favorite restaurant in Savannah or my favorite restaurant ever? In anywhere? Savannah. My favorite restaurant in Savannah. Hmm. What is my... Do you have a favorite? So I think for, like, a special date. Elizabeth on 37th? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that's for... In terms of... That's almost been a perfect experience every yeah. time we've gone there. Yeah. Like, it's that level. You, you pay for it. It's pretty much a perfect. Yeah. yeah, but it's <laughs> really good. It is really good. Also had a really great time at the Grey that one time for that fancy meal. But yeah. I've heard it's mixed. I've yeah, heard if, the Grey is mixed. Yeah, if the chef 
the executive isn't there, chef isn't there. And she's opening up a restaurant in Atlanta. So Austin. Austin. In Austin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ugh, favorite restaurants. We're on a tangent, but who cares? We're favorite restaurants you know, just to in like Savannah. Chill, go to Bull Street Tacos. Great. I love Bull Street. I know that sounds kind of funny too. And they're expanding, so yeah, they are like expanding. That. I like Green Truck too, which is a burger joint in town. I it's never a... feel good after Green Truck. I never do either, but I like the vibe inside, and I like the food when I'm eating it. And they now have Coke Zero on tap, which is great. Oh, now they're gonna have a nice big outdoor area. They're redoing it anyway. Yeah. We're off on a tangent, but it's Gail Kicklighter is the oh. name of the artist, and I did not know her, um, but you I'm... You've never heard of the Kicklighters here in Savannah? Are you serious? Yeah, is this a big, Are they famous? Like, well, you know, it's... I, I, there's, there's old Savannah names. Okay, cool. Well, we're, I mean, we're friends. I think we're, I think we're following her. I'm following... Yeah, we're, we're following each other, and, uh, you know, I am excited to see what she does her tagline or her her i don't know our little mini bio on on uh on instagram which is lady balrog actually is her name on instagram which is great and she says i'm an unnatural redhead who dresses like chewbacca and makes art oh so i don't know what dressing like chewbacca is because doesn't chewbacca just wear like a belt of like grenades and that's basically it I mean, what clothes does Chewbacca wear? Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. So she just runs around. Okay, this is we're getting off on a tangent. You know, I'm trying to. to her Instagram is private. Like, I, how do you? I, I well, want to see the art. I can't see the art. Oh, weird. Yeah, I'm friends with her. Yes. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I'm gonna be able to write about that. It's a community center, and it's gonna have games and they're gonna be doing like these giveaways and all that stuff. I think they're opening July 27th or 29th. Which day is it? I think it's the 27th or the 29th. It's around in there. Anyway, that'll be cool. So I get to write some role playing stuff. So I just wanted to talk about that. I wanna brag about myself. Not really brag about myself because I actually really like when I can support a community. I did the art I did that with the art community for so long and now it's fun to expand that opportunity to supporting the gaming community because I do love gaming so much. Yeah. You know, so it's kinda cool to be able to do that. Yeah. What are you reading? And then we'll get out of here. Uh well I just finished Ready Player Two. Mm, and the reviews all eh, it's mm. alright. It's got a it's just Ready Player One was so good, and Ready Player Two is just rolling on those coattails a little bit. Yep, that's what I've heard too. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Fine. And then I'm reading. The what is that? What was that? Okay, so we went to the bookstore. Okay, so Gretchen and I did a lovely thing today, and we took for the last forty-five minutes we have before we picked up Lincoln, and went to a lovely coffee shop, Foxy Loxy. Yes. Yep. And we got some coffees, and we sat outside in the shade in the back patio, and actually, we were right next to the fan, and it was lovely. It was lovely. And uh, then we walked through this bookstore that is connected next to Foxy Loxy E-Shaver, which is a local bookstore, and they have, like, two locations now, one that's which next to the really coffee nice, shop. because then we don't have to go down the So tours. we walked through the coffee shop. I'm sitting there looking at graphic novels because i wanted to read another graphic novel and you're over in i think fantasy yeah and you hold up like i don't know if it's like an original version of the bible or (laughs) you know like a 1908 
Oxford Dictionary, but that thing was like four inches thick. <laughs> what was that book? It's it's part of the Throne of uh, Glass Throne series, or I don't know, but it's a Sarah J. Mass thing. And, okay. Uh, you know, I'm slowly going through. <laughs> so it. that book was humongous. It was ginormous. Yeah, I didn't. You know, when you read them on your device, <laughs> you don't notice how big they are. Too. Like it just it because well, you it know, was like kind a, book... a throwback to the Wheel of Time books that were just you know, ball. Yeah, it's it huge. just it because you know it gets to that point when the when the thickness of the book starts to look weird to the total size of the covers. Like it, yeah, it's kind yeah, of it was kind yeah. of at that level. And uh, I, I found out that A Court of Thorns and Roses is being picked up as a TV show on Hulu. I actually thought I had seen that too. I'm, just I'm through kind of random about fantasy. It. I forget who the writer is, but it's someone who stuff i've liked before so i don't know yeah yeah that sounds cool i wish it was the uh emperor of thorns the lawrence what's his name one of my favorite grimdark trilogies i don't (laughs) think they're gonna do a lot of that that's that's a dark one uh (laughs) should we finish this up here let's finish off this episode we'll get into immersion next time we were gonna talk immersion this time but I don't know. Free RPG day. Yeah. What can you do? It yeah. was exciting. <clears throat> yeah. It was fun. Gretch, thank you for spending some time on this couch talking RPGs. I want to go. I want to. I want to go lay down. Oh. I want to go get horizontal. Oh, yeah. oh, let's talk about. Oh yeah, that's so good. <laughs> I'm gonna stretch out. <laughs> Kick off my slippers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. so like and subscribe, and um, if you've made it this far... Then you're a trooper. We give you a virtual high five. Then you are going through what I go through all the time with Rob. Listening to him. That's not very nice. Is it? No. <laughs>